All right. All right. You guys comfortable? I'm going to go ahead and get us in here. I mean, I could start recording again, but what's the fuck? I'm afraid to. We're just going to just keep on rolling. Alrighty. <laughs> Talk it out of my ass. This is how we do it. Yeah, folks. Sorry about that. Uh, we had a technical difficulty. I had to go take a shit. You know what? That being said, guys. Do either one of you, Andrew or Chris, do you ever get that not so fresh feeling? Yeah, I guess. Well, thanks to our, our new sponsors, uh, Mass and Gilbert. Yes. Mass and Gilbert. They, it sounds a lot like a Mass and Gilbert, but it's from Mass and Gilbert. Basically, they, they will leave you feeling you know fresh and clean. Yes, they're dedicated to basically effective formula that cleanses you with uh, some irritations down there. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's a comfort you know, glide strip with the flexible neck bottle. It's comfortable and easy to use. Mass and Gilbert. Fresh just made simple. I don't know where we went. It's just- only available in bubble. We've got our wonderful guest, Mr. Morgan, with us here on part two. Oh, yeah. Who's joining us, is so kindly joining us here once again. Oh, yeah. And Webb, he's so excited because he's got Dude, something so special much. to share. What is that? <sighs> there's so much. <sighs> it's some Irish whiskey. Some Ooh. red breast. It's some good yes. shit. It's $80 with the ginger tits. <laughs> the old ginger my, tit. Come here. I got my my Jameson orange to help me out on something, Mister Morgan. I I, uh, I wanted to start something here in our man cave. Mm-hmm. Uh, since we enjoy our tasty beverages, um, I, I like my 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 Jameson orange, and I like my Heineken light, right? Mr. Mr. Webb, what is it that you tend to favor quite a bit? Oh, shit. Definitely Rheingeist. And Rheingeist? As far as liquor, I'm all over the fucking place. He's all over the place, especially with that yeah. red breast. Just, and, of course, with our special... Just, I'm sorry. Just, our, just remember, you got a liquor before you sticker. Just, just know that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Mm. Sorry, I couldn't help myself. And, of course, our... Yeah, and our and our wonderful friend who's joining us once again, Mister Chris Morgan with White Mass Productions. I've got to ask you. Mm-hmm. I mean, we love talking about what you're so. You know what? There's more. There's more shades to Mister Morgan here. <laughs> Mister Morgan, what is your poison? What is it that you prefer right now as you're joining us here in our man cave? I mean, if I was going to, if serve you a beer, what would you ask for? Either a Michelob Amberbach on draft. Mark. And if I could piggyback off that. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, no, sorry. Oh. I was just going to ask, could you give us a background to that? What 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 led you up to the Michelob? Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll get there. Uh, but if, if 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 I could get a Michelob Amberbach on draft or, I mean, hell, a Michelob Light on draft, they don't even do it anymore. Are you a complete loser? Um, well, go open a can of Meet Us in the Man Cave beer. It friggin' tastes awesome. Drink responsibly. Only available at Bubba. Scott, what do you got going? Since Webb, of course, and I, and I know you folks that are all 71,000 
of you out there that are listening or watching right now. <laughs> C-Web, there we go. I should just say it that way because we're used to doing it that way. As we all know, his favorite is Ryan Geist, which is manufactured, produced right here in Ohio, Cincinnati, Ohio, which is just right down the road from us. I, I want to I bring in an, an occasional podcast. Oh, I haven't said that in a while. I fucked it up. But I, I want to bring in, what the fuck are you drinking right now? And that would be, in my case, I'm going to try something different. The Ryan Geist. Oh, shit. Dad. Now, now, this is where Webb has to pretend oh, that he's never had shit. this before. And I'm doing this for all of you <clears throat> out there. I'm going to try something that I've never had before. <sighs> Webb, you have to. Am I going to have to mute you right now? Do we have to pretend like you've never had this before? <laughs> yeah. I'll just. Yeah. He's trying to be a good Here. friend. There we go. I already paid for this shit, damn it. <laughs> he does not like it, okay, as you can very well tell. I just, I want to try something on our podcast. I want to at least have either a spirit. That shit is fucking or, awful. Dude, you're in the middle of <laughs> I mean, dear, I, what's a lot? Whoops, advertisement, not supposed to be there. I haven't had a good head in a long time and you're ruining it for me. Do you want some beer with that? Or <laughs> we'll teach you how to pour So Mr. Morgan, how the <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Chris Morgan, how the hell are you doing out there? I gotta have a web settled down a little bit. How are you doing out there, bud? Good. Settling down this heartburn, so I'm even better. Dum da dum dum. <laughs> How's your head? Well, is, it, is it finger deep? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm, about ah. to, I'm about ready to fist this head. So, our new sponsor, YouPorn. That's what you got at home, baby. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Now, when I go through, what the fuck are you drinking there? Whatever the hell we're going to call this. I like to do all of my senses here. Naturally, I, mm-hmm. I take a little colorization. You'll be ready to drink that by the end of this episode. <laughs> so, I, I'm getting... Your dark beer, Webb is thinking. I'm glad it's not me. Glad it's not me, dark color. Wait a minute, that was racist. Okay. <laughs> okay. I want to smell it. <laughs> it's like a gynecologist. Morgan, I'm going to tell you right now, you're down in Florida. Oh. We're up here in Ohio. This smells like the Ohio River. Okay. Oh, I got a little bit of, I got a little bit of, I got a little head on my nose. A little money shot there. I've had worse. Did you get any? Yeah. I've had worse. Ugh. I wouldn't. Yeah, this is a stout big time. That's fucking God. That's, that's God. Ugh. It's a stout. That's it's, a, it's, it's, it's not even that. Um, it's a stout. I would honestly say over in Germany, if this beer was served over in Germany, seriously, if you, they typically, I believe, and Florin Lincoln, if you're listening to us right now, brother. Correct me if I'm wrong. Maybe I have my locations in Morgan. You could probably help out here. I know in certain parts of this world, certain parts, maybe in Europe, they serve it warm. Something tells me this would be served warmed over there. Probably. Mm-hmm. I won't buy one again. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and to think I this an honor for Piss Mr. C. Webb. <laughs> Oh, Dad's beer. God. I tried to tell you. Yeah, I, you know what? 
got to be a soldier sometimes, you know? It tastes like dad's piss. <laughs> <laughs> That's a little bit too much information there since I never met the motherfucker, but... Uh, <sighs> ah, we got something in common there. <laughs> <laughs> I totally missed my trash. You know what? Enough about my I trauma. Will not, I will not blame you for pouring that out, good sir. Nah, nah, it's alcohol abuse. I will keep the secret. <laughs> I've been around this cave quite a bit, sir. I'll take care of it. For those not watching this stream on YouTube and listening to it on your podcast channel, every time Scott takes a drink, his nipples get harder. And that's not because of the temperature of the outside. It's because of what he's trying to swallow. <laughs> that's what she said. <laughs> God. I'm not really, I don't know where to go. That's I'm trying so, to picture some ads God. right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're having a lot of fun down here in the man cave. And that's what we like to do down here, right, Webb? <laughs> oh, <laughs> Self-mutilation and torture. Ugh. Part one of our <laughs> so-called New Year's episode, which I think is a perfect way, you know, these hey, resolutions. Hey, our resolution is, I don't know, call it what you want. Uh, we, we talked a lot about the horror stuff. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, you're a big car mm -hmm. guy. Do you have any things you'd like to ask Mr. Morgan about cars? Well, be, before we go there, you guys were uh, getting me on a... I don't want to leave the audience oh, yeah. about, you know, like, well, where was he going with the Michelob stuff? Um, oh, yeah, my bad. No, it's, my no, bad. it's all Sorry. good. It's all okay. good. Yeah, um, yeah. I just, I was in the, I, I had to take care of that heartburn. If I didn't, it was going to get worse. Um, but uh, Michelob Amberbach on draft, if, and what started all of that was um, way back when I was, underage and they had Michelob light mm -hmm. and Michelob lager and Amberbach and the old, uh, hourglass lava lamp bottles. Uh, oh, yeah. they had the classy 10 foil mm -hmm. twist top mm -hmm. where like, if you twisted it off and it was wet, you got the gold paper all over your hands. It was awesome. But there was just something about it, I guess, because, you know, like <laughs> we were all underage and drinking it. It was, it was great. Um, the first draft beer I ever had was Amberbach and I was 19 and, uh, it was at a karaoke bar, but the first legal beer I had at 21 was with my dad and that was Michelob Lager and Michelob Light. I didn't tell him at the time that I had been drinking that for several years already, but I didn't tell him that, <laughs> but you know, that was his beer. That was also my beer. And um, then I got away from beer for several years and I started like drinking like liquor and shots I and mean, you get in college and everything. I mean, you're just, you're pounding everything that you can get. That's cheap, including hookers. I took a long break from beer from a, for a long time, right around 2017, 2018. I think that I thought for the longest time I had a gluten allergy and gluten for those people that don't know, it's like, it's, it's in breads, it's in wheats, it's in everything pretty much that we drink and eat. So anybody that had or knows somebody that was celiac disease or a gluten intolerance, it, it could be extremely bad. Turns out, believe it or not, I mean, for three years I suffered with it. Even in some of my podcasts, I was drinking gluten-free beer, which is not fun. 
so I, I switched to like bourbon. Yes, exactly. So web, web knows. Uh, <laughs> but I became like a, like a bourbon drinker. It was good, but I, have to draw with that. but I definitely missed my beer. I really missed my beer because I was a beer drinker, but uh, I couldn't drink it. And Red Bridge not only was it super expensive for a six pack, it still wasn't beer. It was fake beer to me. And once I discovered that I, believe it or not, I had a thyroid condition. Hypothyroidism is what I have. I'm, I'm on medication mm. for it. But once I started to figure that out, I was able to start certain foods don't make me sick anymore. Bread doesn't make me sick anymore. Okay. Let me try a beer. Okay. I can drink beer again. Now I'm not in the bathroom all day long. I just was like, well, now that I'm able to rediscover beer, I want to go out and I want to find certain beers that I would like to drink. So I, I remember like, I never cared for the ultra. Like I, I like the Michelob brand, but I never, ever, ever cared for ultra. It just, it, it's like it's drinking like piss water that's carbonated, that has a slight beer hop flavor to it very slight but that's all that they push and that's all that you can get but i was walking around like my local store and i just happened to see a case of michelob light and i'm going oh shit i remember this beer i haven't drank this thing since 99 2000 that was a long time oh shit i wonder if it still tastes the same and i immediately saw like inside the box i'm like well they got rid of the bottles now they're just standard long necks but if the beer still tastes the same, the beer was fucking great. I grabbed a 12-pack, and I remember getting home that day and going out in my pool that day, and I cracked the top on it, and I was like, the recipe's still the same. It's still the same beer. And then at that moment, I remember going to a convention that summer, and one of my friends from the community came down. We were stocking up beer for the weekend, and I spotted Amberbach. And I was like, I haven't had that beer since hot tub 20 something years ago with somebody you know and we were sitting there just down and down in it yeah i'm just gonna leave it there we were down in a 12 pack and then i was eating bush after that so it was good but say no more exactly so um but yeah like it just um I was like, I wonder. If I feel like Quentin Tarantino is telling us this. This is awesome. Yeah, Sorry. no. I, I, like I said, I have no filter. It's fine. You can ask me anything. Um, I can't always promise I'm going to be politically correct, but I'll give you the answer. But uh, but yeah. So you belong in our man cave. <laughs> so we like we, we get this. Her feet look so good. We get this case of Amberbach and. We, I mean, we had Eberbach, we had Coors Banquet, we had his PBR, we had this, we had that. I mean, we were stuck for weeks, probably. And I remember, like, we were standing in line to check into the hotel at this convention last year, and we were both dying for a beer. And I said, hey, why don't you go out to the car? I'm going to give you the key. I'll, I'll, I'll keep our spot in line because, I mean, it took us over an hour and a half to, like, check in. And I said, why don't you go out to the car and grab us a couple of beers? He goes, what do you want? I said, you pick. And he goes, you know, I really want to try that Amberbach. And I said, well, yeah. I said, I do too, actually. I said, just grab us a couple of those. And we started drinking it. We we're like, damn, this is good. And I, it brought back a lot of memories. I was already drinking the Michelob Light at the time again. And I was like, well, shit, why don't I ever hear about these beers anymore? Well, because everybody has been pushing the Michelob Ultra bullshit. Michelob Light, it, it is a light beer. 
it only has three more carbs than Michelob Ultra, and it has 20 more calories than Michelob Ultra, but it tastes like a full-flavored beer. And I'm like, I started doing like, I'm like, well, if, if I mean, it's made by Anheuser-Busch. All Michelob is, is Anheuser-Busch. Yeah. And if they're not going to push this beer, I'm going to push it. And not just push it because little me and Central Florida is not going to make a dent in anything. But if I could just raise awareness where I can locally and introduce people to the beer, maybe they can push it to their friends and their friends can push it to their friends. And, you know, eventually maybe maybe we can make a spec or at least let them know that, hey, this this brand is not dead. You're just trying to kill it for whatever reason. I have no clue. So that's really where it started. And I started to do taste tests. Nine out of every 10 people that drink Michelob Light that are ultra drinkers switch to Michelob Light. Nine out of every 10. So that should tell you something right there. More recently, with the Amber Box stuff, Amber Box, some people will hear this, they'll go out and grab a 12-pack. Okay, I'm going to tell you right now, the bottle is... Amber Box is the only beer I will say, if you can get it on draft, do it. Don't judge it by the bottle. It is a totally different beer. I don't know what it is. Like I prefer draft beer anyway, but it is the only beer that has a very distinct taste difference between draft and bottle. The only one that I've ever had. Unless you told me it was the same beer, I would guess it was a different beer if I had them back to back. I would say go out and get it on draft if you can. If you can't, bottle's okay, but don't judge it by the don't judge it by the bottle. Um, find it on draft. Drink it on draft. Michelob Light, you can't get on draft anymore. I've tried. Um, but I just, I, I, I introduced people to it that were drinking Yingling. And this is, this is the funniest damn thing. Every place now you go, like, do you have Amberbach on draft? Everybody, everybody says, no, but we have Yingling. I've gotten to the point where I've, I've fucked with them back. I mean, they're not even fucking with me. They're being serious, but I'll be a smart ass to them. I'm like, oh, really? You have Yingling? I'm like, well, I have Monopoly money. Is that okay? They're like, no. And I'm like, well, you're trying to give me a yingling. I'm asking for an Amberbach. I said, what's the difference? But see, they, they look at it, and there's a lot of people that say, well, I don't like dark beers. Amberbach is, is dark in color. It's not, it's not dark in flavor. And I think you guys that are beer drinkers know that there is a difference. It tastes like a lager, but it's just it's an amber color. And it's... Um, it's got some caramel notes in it or caramel for those that are, are about that. I say caramel. Some people bark at me for that. But, um, and it's got like this, uh, this light roasted um, flavor to it. It's, it's light bodied, but it's full flavored at the same time. It's not heavy. Um, it's, it's delicious. It goes down super smooth. I could drink five of those and I could be set for the night. But uh, well, Morgan, if uh, see, I, I, I want to add something to that see, real quick. We sit so here and we describe our beers. Are you getting sick and tired of always losing it? Hide and go seek. Well, go open a can of Meet Us in the Man Cave beer. It friggin' tastes awesome. Drink responsibly. Only available at Bubba. <laughs> well, I, I, Web, I want it. This will. This will. 
you'll both enjoy this. Um, and, and, and please, and I'm being all serious here, Christopher. I, last year, I invited him to come up to a place I've gone to traditionally for so many years. It's a place further north from where Chris and I live. Chris used to live about maybe 12 miles from where I sit right now. So to give you a perspective of how close, how we, you know, lived, there's a, a place, a little town called Minster, Ohio, where they do their Oktoberfest. Mm-hmm. And I've gone up there many, many years. I grew up, in fact, I've given advice to others on when you should leave because, you know, the drinking, blah, blah, blah. But anyways, they serve a lot of Anheuser-Busch because uh, we spoke privately earlier that we have, obviously, Anheuser-Busch here. Uh we their Budweiser trucks are up there, and one thing they've served traditionally because of the Oktoberfest theme of the darker beers, they have had. This is where I want to add in now. So Morgan, if you're ever in Ohio around October, um, we, uh, we would love for you to join. Web, don't feel bad because he beats himself up for not being able to go to Minsterfest last year because he hasn't been there yet. Here I am speaking for him once again, and I kick oh, myself yeah. in the ass for it later. I have witnessed and drank where they have had the Michelob, yes, Amber Bach up there on draft during the Oktoberfest. And it's, you buy it in pints and you drink it like this, you know, the round your wrist with the chicken hats. I'm down. And it's, if it's perfect, if it's perfect, <laughs> it's crisp weather. Now, with Morgan and Webb, and I respectingly loving the shit out of H6 for its autumn season. There's something about Minster, Ohio that screams H6. Okay. Well, I'm not just saying that to say Amber it. Amber Bach and H6, just, you have me at hello. It's, it's, it just has a vibe when it's cool. And I, I just, and if you have an Amber Bach on draft, you're going to be like, all right, guys, you Got to make sure I have a place to stay up here every fucking first weekend of October every year. All right. Because that's what it is. All right. Because <laughs> when I hear about your Amber Bach and I well, think of we got to do Halloween, him the same. It just, I just had to, I had to share that with, to, to add into it. Apologies. I'm just saying, we're if, if we're going to, we're going to do that, we got to do him the same kindness because uh, Spooky Empire, I hear, is a problem. Not, it's not a problem. I feel like we need to get up there. <laughs> Say, it's what? always fun. It's always fun. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's causing a problem in the community. Like we need to get our ass down there. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's it could um, be a good time. See, here's here's the thing. When it comes to Spooky Empire, it used to be, you know, whoever wants to join us, you know, that's dressed up in Myers gear, like just fucking come join our group, and that that formed. And it was, it was totally by accident. Like we had six or seven people in our group at one time, like 10 years ago. And somebody was calling, somebody was calling us the mic pack, which was kind of cool. I remember that. And it stuck. And so we all started referring to ourselves as that. I remember your photos. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. So now it's like, well, let's get, people together that's in the community and let's let's hang out with each other you know and it's like it's it's kind of evolved from whoever we saw dressed up as michael myers it didn't matter if they were a party city michael myers or a custom michael myers it didn't matter you know like we were all just there you know together 
and we ended up just kind of forming a pack and that's why we were called the mic pack then it then it got kind of clicky where it was like okay if you only have a custom mask you can join us you know and it was it was it became that but then but then it morphed into um there was a guy that we ran into like last year and he had a fucking genius idea and i've adapted that idea just because it helps but he was walking around with one of those JBL speakers and playing his own soundtrack as he was stalking people. I'm like, that's fucking genius. And so we started doing it. And now, and now, and now it's turned into, and now it's turned into where we all meet up. And like the convention is the place where that's our meeting spot. But the convention anymore is not important. It's just all of us spending time together. And yeah. That's really where it, where it's Agreed. where it's come down to, and it's like people are like, yeah, let's get dressed and go down to the convention. I'm like, that's cool. I'm just I'm having fun chilling with all of you. Like, let's just keep drinking and bullshitting and laughing and telling jokes and stories and shit. You know, this is this is more fun than the con because once we put that mask mm-hmm. on and get in character, we ain't saying a word for however long we're going to be in character. You know, so. <laughs> Let's enjoy what we're what what we have now. That's right. That's right. It's like, God damn it, Nick Castle! Why don't you drink beer during the film? He probably did. Lots of it. Copious <laughs> amounts. John Carpenter too, for that matter. It's killing. Cut good. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. They they were probably on plenty of plenty of substances. I think we covered that yes. before. <laughs> yes. Saw the behind the scenes well, photos. I believe they were. Now, come on. What are you craving for? Only available with Bubba. I, I've noticed something I want to ask. It gets back into the, the mask realm, but uh, I don't want to interrupt. It's okay. Because I do that so much here. I do it. Morgan, I do it so much. Well, I'm going to shut the fuck up and allow you to just get in my way right I'll, now. I'll se- no, I'll, I'll segue real fast, and then you can go back to that, because he is the mask encyclopedia, the the underground encyclopedia. But, um, dude, I wanted to congr- congratulate you on your uh, on the Titan. Oh, yeah, man. On your on your new, new truck. Dude, that was... Dude, that thing is awesome. That was not even that was not even supposed to happen. Like I just got that F one fifty a year ago. It was yeah, it's an older one. It, it was an 05 uh-huh. uh, F one fifty, but it only had seventy eight thousand miles on it. I got it for like seven grand, uh, <laughs> and I'm like, okay, cool. I got to steal the century. There was like forty five other people that were calling messaging trying to get that truck while i was sitting at the table signing the papers and i'm like i found the steel of the century especially in this economy yeah oh yeah <laughs> well <laughs> wow well um being <laughs> this is Sorry. this is here for the first on to the next one for the first 10 11 months it was it was good but then you decide to be that good responsible owner and decide, Hey, I don't know when the last time the spark plugs were changed on this thing. So I'm going to change out the spark plugs immediately. The next day I drive the truck to the gym to go work out and I'm smelling gas fumes coming through the, 
through the vents and I'm going, well, that wasn't uh, there before. That's not supposed to be there. So I called up my mechanic and because by the way, can I change out spark plugs? Yes. But in a, in this type of engine and a VVT uh, three valve engine, you don't want to do it yourself because you can break off your own spark plugs in the engine. Now you got a real problem. Mm-hmm. So I left that one to the professionals to do gotcha. that. Gotcha. So I understand. I called my mechanic and I said, Hey, this is what I'm smelling. He came out. He's like, I don't smell anything. I said, okay, I guess I'm a hypochondriac then for my vehicle. It kept getting worse, kept getting worse, kept getting worse, kept getting worse, kept getting worse. And I'm going, okay. I had my neighbor come over. My neighbor smelled it. He goes, I smell it. Had my girl smell it. She's like, I smell it. I called the mechanic. I said, okay, I've had two or three other people smell it besides me. That's it. So he comes back out. Uh We take it for a test drive. He goes, okay, I smell it. He's like, let's pop the hood. So I, <laughs> now I smell it. Yeah. So so then so then we pop the hood, and I'm yeah. noticing the fuel hose is flat as a pancake. And oh shit! And I'm going, oh, oh that's shit. not good. So let's change out the hose. The hose was, who knows when the last time that hose was changed, but that needed to be changed. So we changed that. It didn't take the hoses aren't supposed to be flat. <laughs> did not take care of the problem. Still there. No. So, so then we test out the other side of the line. It was hooked up into the fuel purge solenoid where it wasn't pulling in the uh, suction that it needed. So that component needed to be switched out. By the way, this was all like a month ago when this was discovered. So we changed out the fuel pump or the fuel purge solenoid, put that new solenoid in, didn't take care of the problem. Of course, they're not smelling. They're not smelling the fumes again. I'm like, mm-hmm. motherfucker! I'm driving it every day. I smell it. It's gonna. The last thing I, yeah. I wanted was for it to catch fire. <laughs> right. But now I got a phantom fuel smell. Now I'm reaching out to every mechanic I know across the country. They can't figure it out. You ask five people, you get five different answers, and I'm going, well, shit. So I start bringing up to my local mechanics. It could it be this, 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 and this from the five different answers I got. Nope, couldn't be that because of this. Okay, well, we need to fix it. Nobody could get to the bottom of it. On top of it, as the car or the truck is running idle, you're hearing this zing, 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 zing. And I'm going, that doesn't sound right. I had two mechanics tell me, they're like, what what oil is being run through here? I said, 1030. And they're like, I'm like, according to the records, I said, I haven't had to do an oil change yet. Um, 10 30. Yeah, it was a 10 30 and, uh, it should have been, uh, five W 20, uh, because I'm thinking partial synthetic. Mm. So somebody ran the wrong oil through it, which is now causing the cams to start malfunctioning in order to replace all the cams in an oh, engine. You got to strip the entire engine down, which is like a $4,000 job. Oh fuck! And I'm like, yeah, you got to. I'm done. Tear the head off of that, at least. Yes. Yep. So I said, well, this truck's done. So, <laughs> so I went out and got. So the, the, did did any of the valves get bent or anything? Nope. It's just the cams. It's just the cams. Like just they're starting to go. Just the cams. Yep. Okay. Yep. And Damn. it's just 
I was not playing that. that sucks, I was man. so pissed. I mean, like I knew it was an 05. Okay. When I got it, I'm like, all right, but you know, 78,000 miles so, and it was in great shape. I'm like, it's going to last me at least another four or five years, at least brother. I had it 11 months and I'm like, I am not one of those guys that is a serial car shopper. I do this once every 10 years, you know, like I don't do this very often. So to say I was pissed is an you know, understatement. But, <laughs> <laughs> but nine times out of 10, like all that, all those problems, usually, usually previous owners. I, Man, I agree, sucks. but that's, it's, it's still a young truck though, as far as the mileage and everything. My Explorer is a 2006 mm-hmm. and it has 200,000 miles. And yeah, it, that was somebody's that's it's like somebody renting a U-Haul truck and it's, let's say it's a diesel. And what do they do when they have to go fill it up? They put gas in it. Yeah. Yep. But Man, that's <laughs> Well, this is cheaper. Yeah. <laughs> See this, and, and Morgan, this is actually uh, in the future because as we were discussing last weekend, uh, thanks. Thank you once again for inviting me over for Christmas. Um, I'm looking forward to some future podcasts where a C web is sitting down with some friends and relatives at his other section of the man cave where they talk about their love for cars. It's, I, I can't wait to do it. I don't know the under the hood like web does, but I think there's going to be some intriguing stuff there, you know, and I, I'm, I'm trying to push web into I'm, doing it more. <sighs> He's really good at it, Morgan. Really you know is. what? I'm just, I'm just, I'm just scared because people get really heated. It's about our their vehicles, man. It's our channel. You like talk about what you're get, passionate things about. Things get real passionate, and I could understand that <laughs> to a right. point. That's right. But like, here's here's my thing. Um, I would say in probably ten, fifteen years, I have not bought a new vehicle, and I won't. It, it's a depreciating value. I'm sorry. It, it It is. You know, and it's like. It is. It is. I got a neighbor that just went and dropped $75,000 on an F-350. And I'm going, why? Why Why would you do that? In five years from now, that thing's going to be worth 25000 25, You know, if this was like a house where you could put money into it, Fix it up. That, that's a very, that's a very good art, very good argument. It, it is because uh, it's Walmart. like you can never yeah. get it, it. You can never get you can never get your money back out of it. Never, ever. It's not not Especially, not like a house uh, where you can where, where you can make improvements, fix it up, turn around, and sell it for for a profit. With a vehicle, you're always losing money, no matter what. Can I add something true. to this? Once you drive if you it don't off mind, the guys, lot, you pretty much cut it in half. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I, I want to yeah. add something because I think I know for a fact all three of us can relate to this. To work. okay, my son, bowling Friday. I'm sitting to another father where his son's bowling, and uh, we were talking about cars, like we're talking right now. And another one of us, my son's, um, we'll say colleagues, who I very proudly have watched grow up over the years. I did his wedding. Sorry, I filmed his wedding uh, last year, and he's in his mid twenties. And him and his father are rebuilding an engine on a nineteen seventy Chevelle. Nice. 
that value, as we I all know, that. all three I of us, you shit. cannot put a price on mm-hmm. it. But Morgan, you bring up a very good point about home. So it's like nope. you got to pick and choose. So I just find all this stuff fascinating. But especially when I've seen this, this little kid who I've known since he was this tall. And he, I'm very careful about the words that I choose right here because you two know about my son. Mm-hmm. And if anybody's followed me on my other channels, and he, I'm very, we're all fathers here. We're very protective over our kids. Right. I don't like using special needs. I, I despise that with the passion. Mm-hmm. But this, this young man who came up to me, he's mm-hmm. in a Special Olympics. Okay, proud of that. Special Olympics Bowling League. He's his father and him are building, rebuilding an engine on a Chevelle. 19, that's the year I was born. Yep. That's cool as hell. That is cool. <laughs> that is very cool. That, that shit is, that's damn cool. Yeah. That's very, very, cool. yeah. Very fucking cool. I, I, I want to share that. that, that he will take the this. rest of his life with him. Yeah. And my job is yeah. to go over there, help and put the hood back on the car 100%. when they're done. It's cool. <laughs> um, I wanted to share that right now. I, I, <laughs> speaking of which, and I, I hope, um, I mean, if this is something that needs to be cut out, then cut it out. It's fine. Um, but while it's your choice, sir. No, I, I mean, I'm totally fine. But you, you touched on something I, I couldn't agree more with is I don't like the term special needs, especially when it comes to autism, because yeah. it's like, look, autism is oh, not yeah. a special need. Yeah. Is it more? caregiving yeah it is in a sense that they look at the world differently you know their train of thought is Mm -hmm. different just because their train of thought is different and they look at the world differently does not make it a terminal illness and some people treat it like that and there's some parents out there that won't go get the diagnosis because they're afraid it's like it doesn't change who they are. They are who they are. It's like I just want to be able to help see the world the way they do so I can identify and help them with what I know and help them be able to adapt and conform to the way the world is because the world's not going to bend for them. I, I don't care. So they don't have a disability you know, they just, they look, they view it differently. And it's like, yeah. if more, if more parents looked at it that way and got the kids the help that they need when they're young, it's, it's better that way. You know, it always works out better that way. Yeah. I don't know. Sorry. I got kind of got off oh, on a team. No, 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 that's, that's a totally healthy way of looking at it. Of course. Yeah, of course. You know, Morgan, yeah. I, I wish Webb, more people thought that way. Your son, <laughs> your your with your passion, with your talent, with you being so much involved in something that drawn us all three together. What is your son? What is his thoughts on what you do when it comes to your creativity, your talent? Oh, you think? What is your? How is your? Yeah, and I, if I'm I could curious. piggyback, yeah, go, yeah ahead. go ahead, please. No, I was just going to wonder. I was just. I, I didn't want to share any names, but your son, obviously, um, and your daughter. Uh, I bought. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. They were tr- they were creating 
uh, Minecraft stuff for a while. I wonder if they had branched out or if they were uh, playing off of Scott's question, obviously. But, and I've um, seen a photo of you your know, daughter with the birthday. Oh, I'm so sorry I interrupted you. I've seen a photo of the two of you recently. She's adorable. She is, yeah. Sorry. She's sorry. definitely a daddy's girl. And oh, when yeah. she grows up, whoever dates her, well, watch out, I, right? I feel sorry for the guy. Watch out, motherfucker. I feel sorry for the I feel sorry for the guy because I, I take her out. I take her out on daddy daughter dates. I open car doors for her. I open I, I slide out the seat for her. You know, I was dancing with her on my birthday. It's like oh, these guys, man. these guys got no shot, man. <laughs> you know what I mean? So uh, <laughs> I set the bar pretty high. Yes. But uh, as far as like what they've done and what they branched out with, I mean, obviously they're still in their 3D printing. They're still doing stuff like that. They're still doing a lot of artistic stuff. But believe it or not, they've gotten into their own Etsy business. They're selling uh, tomato seeds. Cool. And yeah, they harvest them. They, really? they do it. They pull the seeds out. They put them in and then they, they send them off to people and they got perfect five-star review and I couldn't be more proud as a dad. That's like that one time I was telling you, I was like, man, you're raising little entrepreneurs, man. I, I am. It's crazy, you know? Speaking cool. of little ones, Morgan, oh, yeah. you're going to love this one. Morgan, Chris, Chris Morgan, as we know here on this podcast, me is the man cave. If you've been listening and in all seriousness, you've noticed that uh, Christopher Webb is, has two different man caves. And if you've been following, you understand the story, the journey so far. I do. Of course, uh, it recently, Chris, if you could elaborate with the rooster and the hens and the latest update. Oh, shit. <laughs> You don't have a you don't have a big black cock, oh, do you? dude. Dude, <laughs> fuck, he's black. He's not big at all. I want to. <laughs> he's fucking a small black I, I cock. Wanna, I want to add in something here real quick, and oh. maybe I'll cut this out. That what would they do? Would honor for you to keep this rooster in hands? That they would take care of him. <laughs> Bullshit. <laughs> bullshit they ain't doing nothing we're fucking raising all these fucking chickens we're raising cocks we're raising hens we're raising the whole fucking thing apparently me and my wife <laughs> they don't do shit with it <laughs> no i'm just kidding um man because <laughs> he knows they're gonna listen a, later i never yeah yeah man i never thought i'd be incubating chickens in my fucking kitchen <laughs> I mean, it took him a while. This shit is fucking there. stupid, man. Oh my god, man! I got we, images. Uh, to we share. had two eggs hatched today. Wow. Oh my god. So what? What's uh, that like it's, once it's, they hatch? It's fucking just meep 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 meep. So very needy. <laughs> it's just very fucking needy. over and okay. over. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, I I hate it. It's so much. <laughs> It's, for all you viewers, <laughs> listeners out there, we are not vegetarians, so you might understand where this is going to. <sighs> if I could, if I could fry them, I would. Oh no! <laughs> well, give it time. Give it time. <laughs> okay, I, I, I'm gonna. I'm go oh. before I ask it a really important question that I, I know that I, I can't wait for Morgan to share with us. Before I get into that, Morgan. And, and maybe sometime down the road, seriously, I would love for you 
I'm already speaking for Webb, for you to join us again. Your music. Oh. If you want to share a little bit about... The dude's part of my entire life. Because <laughs> I haven't been talking about... And it's driving me nuts. If you wouldn't mind... If you're like... you would, Scott, shut the fuck up. I don't care about music. Let's say it right now. But if there's anything about music that you... What are you listening to right now in your latest video? Oh, what, God. What are, are, um, last night, driving home, I was listening to a little bit of everything. What I got on repeat for the most part nowadays is because, you know, I don't know if anybody on this listen to this as a wrestling fan, but um, I grew up old school wrestling, 80s and 90s, NWO, DX, all that stuff. War Horsemen back in the 80s, Hulkamania, Randy Savage. Dude, for the longest time, was Shawn Michaels until, you know, and then I was all about Stone Cold and The Rock and all that. And then I kind of got kind of out of it for a while. And then, you know, Shawn was back. I was in it. But then once he retired, I was like, eh. Then The Rock came back and it was like, that's cool. But it was very short lived. But then there was a there was a guy that was getting on getting white hot, and his name was CM Punk. Say whatever you want about his UFC career. I don't I don't give a shit. You know he's great. He's great in the world of wrestling. I don't really give a fuck. You know he started trying to fight professionally in the UFC when he was thirty seven. I'm not expecting him to be to light the world on fire. When he went away, I. I was like, there's really not much for me to watch. The thing that I'm listening to most now, the re- I, I'm, I'm bringing this up because you're asking about music, is his song "Cult of Personality" uh, by by Living Color. I mean, they're basically one hit wonders. But I've been listening to that a lot. Eighties um, eighties hair metal bands is always my go to. Nineties grunge. Even some late 90s, early 2000s uh, club techno stuff is like my workout stuff. If I'm sitting around just drinking beer in the pool, I am I am country music all day long. So I, like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of a whore of music. I, I like a little bit of everything. I could even get down with some East Coast, West Coast gangster rap from the mid 90s too. Listening to your podcast, Unleashed, I remember you also talking about the soundtrack to H6. Yes. Felt to you. So that's why I wanted to ask you too, you know, I wanted to find out a little bit more about your love for music. If you're, or if you're just a, you know, music is just part of my life. It is. And and it's part, it's really weird because, um, for those that don't know, like I'm, I, I've been doing a lot of different things in this last year. Like I, I'm, I'm a mobile notary now. Like I'm, I'm licensed with the state. I can notarize documents. I'm doing that. Obviously, I'm doing masks. I still do marketing on the side, but uh, I discovered because of my love for music, I discovered like I'm a glorified MC, which I DJ, but I don't spend anything. When when people hear DJ, they, they think of a club DJ. I'm not that guy. Like if you've ever gone into your local establishment, how did we not touch on this yet? Uh, yeah, but I mean, if you ever go into a local establishment oh, where they have yes. touch tunes on the wall, I'm basically like the human. I'm basically like the human version of touch tunes. Like, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna hype the shit out of the people that that are there to push sales through the bar, through push sales through food or whatever the case may be to keep people there longer spending money longer so that they're entertained and that they're getting to hear their favorite music. And I play by request, you know, but I also, 
Yeah. I also enter- entertain at the same time. I'm so sorry that we did not even touch on this yet. Jesus. Hello, my name is Thor. Look for me in my new film, Sex in the City, The Thunderstruck. And make sure you subscribe. This is the man cave. Because his value is worth your time. A thumbs up. Turn on the notification bell. This fucking hair won't leave me alone. Hey, guys, if you don't mind, I haven't had a chance to. Uh, my son, we were talking about music earlier, and something tells me, and, and this is all thanks to uh, the Webb family. Behind me is an actual, an old Bagnavox stereo box. It's a heavy-ass uh, antique stand <laughs> where I have probably the only thing that I've enjoyed from the trilogy, the last trilogy from the Halloween series. And I, and I don't mean to sound rude and I don't want to go there, but from big John, little John and for the Myers house, which was, that was pretty cool. I liked how they did that. It was. They have, which I have a thing for vinyl. And with little John having the scene where he's Mm -hmm. listening to his vinyl records, Mm -hmm. I'm like, I want this in my man cave. So, even though it's not really shown, it doesn't matter because of copyright bullshit. And I get it. I get it. I want to support Van Halen by not copywriting them. But I got my stereo, my turntable. And my son has got me something that I'm thinking it's not a tie. So I'm going to share it here on this podcast real quick. Did I get a tie for Christmas? Zach, are you listening? Of course you are. Even though he's in the next room, but he's listening to this podcast because it's awesome. I don't know what it is right now. It's cardboard. It's red. Oh, no. Did you guys set this up for a red? What the hell is this? (laughs) Watch this have nothing to do with music. Nothing to do. It's a ball gag. Oh, shit. (laughs) Oh, shit. I just seen it. I just seen this. I know what this is. Guys, you have to understand. We haven't talked about it yet. Oh. Fucking bad news. Yes. <laughs> Thank you so much, Zach. Yes. This is a vinyl record. That's awesome. Good job, Zach. Uh, um, oh, man. I know a lot of you out there like, oh, okay. <laughs> Young ones back in the eighties yes. on MTV, the young ones. Oh yeah. Back when they had music videos. Bad news on vinyl. Sorry, I'm yelling at my microphone. <laughs> so I got some music related stuff going on here. Fucking bad news. Hell yeah. He's gonna he's gonna get an extra hug. I can't say that on here on, on this podcast. I know that because we got one of the songs called Burning, Looting, Raping, and Shooting. Oh, <laughs> Don't say that too loud. We're uh, we're under the radar, man. We can say whatever we want. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> right, very true. Right now, we cashing in on Christmas, which I shared with on that one particular. Yeah, uh, the trans trans community can't get to us. <laughs> <laughs> one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Santa, you know who you are right now. Thank you for sending that vinyl record out. That is so cool. Thank you so much. I got so selfish here on this podcast. I know I, there was something that I also I wanted to ask, and I want to make sure I ask now. And I hope that you have a few moments here with us, Mister Christopher Morgan, Chris Morgan. Absolutely. We talked not we talked not too long ago 
there was uh, in in Webb. You talked about a uh, help me out here, please, about a con recently in this podcast. Okay. It's, but it's not about that. The gentleman that we have joining him with us here today had an opportunity to meet someone that I think is really fucking cool. Oh. I mean, you could say, oh, yeah, I recognize him from the Lost Boys. But I think the gentleman that's joined us here today could share something so much more than just the Lost Boys. He started working on a certain project that I personally would like to see more of. Hint, hint, wink, wink. Yeah. But I would love to coming. hear. I would love to hear more about your experience. That thing is pretty, man. Your experience when you met the man himself. Please share. John Carpenter? Exactly. <laughs> no. Um, Kiefer Sutherland. Yeah. Um, yeah. No matter what. I always get a hall pass if I have a chance with him. You know, it's just, 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 just the way it is. He's a beautiful man. And I can say that that's allowed to be said anymore. It is here. Okay. Yeah. All right. Just yeah. want to make sure because I, I mean it in all due respect. Yeah. You know, I don't, I'm not trying to insult Norm. anybody. Norm, can we say that here? Norm! Norman? What's up, Norm? My nipples. It's freezing out there. <laughs> All right, cool. I checked in with Norm. He said it's okay. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that that experience was, you know, they say you never meet your heroes, but I'm, I'm really glad I met him, and I had an amazing experience. My experience with John Carpenter didn't go well at all, and that was one of my other heroes. <laughs> to say I was nervous is an understatement, but... It's really weird, a, a guest of that magnitude to be announced for a con that late with like four weeks and no time to spare with four weeks to go. And they announced that big of a of a guest. I was I was always wanting to do a Jack Bauer mask, like realistic, like the like the hyper realistic silicone, you know, is like what I was going for. Like think of Johnny Knoxville when he was the grandpa and and different people like the Walter White mask and people doing that at the cons, which was funny because Brian Cranston walked around in his own mask and nobody knew, which was I thought was great. You know, I know because this is a horror con and believe me when I tell you I'm a Lost Boys fan, Lost Boys. I, I love that film, but that's not what drew me to Kiefer Sutherland. Like for the longest time, I didn't watch 24 during its main inception and its it is run because I couldn't, I could not get over him as David from the lost voice, you know? So I'm like, David from the lost boys is going to play a federal agent fighting terrorists. Eh, I'm, I'm, I'm good. But it wasn't until like, it was like the seventh or eighth season that I finally was like, I'm going to give it a chance I started at season one and I'll, I'll be honest, like the first season I've watched that the least. Cause it's just not my favorite because it's just, it's a good story. Don't get me wrong. I, I got drawn in. Um, the, the way I always lay out 24 is every season is a three act structure. The first eight episodes are dealing with this plot line. The second eight episodes is dealing with this plot line by the third act of it which is the final eight episodes you're getting to what what 
caused all of it. And so by the start of the third act in season one, when I first watched it, I went, oh, shit. And it like clicked. And I was like, I already I was already drawn into the characters. I love the characters. Um, it was they were all entertaining. Kiefer Sutherland was great, blah, 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 blah. But as the series went on, it just got more intense and more intense and more intense. And he went further and further and further into this almost like this unpredictable force of nature. But he was still doing it by the book, but in his own way. It was beautiful. And some of the like the one liners, but the acting from him was was phenomenal. So long story short, I became a huge Jack Bauer fan. Like I couldn't look at Kiefer Sutherland the same after that character. Like that character ruined Kiefer Sutherland for me, like in a good way. I knew there was going to be a ton of Lost Boys fans there. I'm like, I'm not going to be the 3000 person that is going to say I loved you as David and the Lost Boys. I'm like, I want to do something to where I can get on his radar. This might, might be my one and only shot. So I immediately went into this undertaking of I got four weeks, not only to get his life cast, mold his life cast, get his life cast into clay, and then customize that life cast to be Jack Bauer from 24. Then to go from a latex medium as your source of what you use for masks, now to completely switch the process and go into a silicone base versus a latex base. That is another undertaking. Then to learn how to properly paint silicone mm. on top of that versus it's not the same procedure. No. Then you got to do that. And then you got to learn how to hand punch hair into a silicone mask versus gluing it onto a latex head. That's a completely different process. So <laughs> then on top of it, I get a virus bug going through me that was going through my entire household. Holy shit. It was the worst thing. And I thought at first I was going to miss the damn con. I was sick for about nine days before the con and I was still working and I was still working on the sculpt too. But by the time I got down to the last four or five days, I took a step back and I said, you know what? Yes, this might be my one and only time to to meet him, but I can show him pictures of the sculpt and show him what I'm working on. Try to make a connection with him that way. My goal was to get the mask done of Jack Bauer and dress up with that silicone mask as Jack Bauer meeting Kiefer Sutherland. That was my goal. Didn't happen, crazy. but I did cosplay Damn. as Jack Bauer myself. I stood in that line and it wasn't bad. I, I got up there. You could tell he was taken back by, oh shit, this is different. Somebody's not here for Lost Boys, thank God. You know, that's, that's the way yeah. it started. But then he was so gracious. Like I was watching him with every person that walked up to his table and to see how gracious he was to the people that were there to pay to see him. Um, first of all, impressed the hell out of me. And I'm like, I just hope he's that nice when I get up there, you know? And I got up there and not only was he nice, I said, 
Uh, first and foremost, I explained what I just explained to you, but in a very condensed version. I said, but I, I, re- I really want you to see the sculpt. And he goes, sure, no problem. And so I pulled it up, and he's scrolling through my pictures, and he, his entourage actually come around him, and they're looking at it. He goes, this is fucking phenomenal. He said, this is probably one of the best ones I've seen. And I was like, thank you, sir. <laughs> you know. And so we're like going through, and I handed him, like I grabbed a Jack Bauer picture and gave it to him. And it even said, it even said on his table, do not request customizations. He's not going to do it. He just basically was saying to whatever Kiefer Sutherland, you know, and so like we talked for a couple minutes and then he, but he did to Chris, all my best Jack. And he put it in quotes and then signed Kiefer Sutherland underneath. I was like, fucking great. And so he asked me afterwards, that's, that's fucking sweet. He's like, I mean, he did compliment me on my on my getup. He goes, "Are are you going to do the, the the photo op?" And I said, "Actually, I am. I'm going to buy my ticket as soon as I leave here." He goes, "I'll see you in just a little bit." So I get over, and of course, I had my I had my prop gun, the whole nine yards. Like I was totally, I was Jack Bowered out. I went in, I got into the line for the photo op. By this point, he already knew who I was. He called me by name when I walked up, which was great. <laughs> And at first he, like, he saw me goes, Chris, there's my doppelganger, you know? And it was like, damn, you know, that's cool. So I stood up next to him. I stood up next to him and he's like, he looks at my gun. He goes, let, let me see that. So I handed it over to him. He's looking at it. And then he looks over at the camera. It's that Jack Bauer smile and he points the gun. (laughs) And then I just, I lean right in with like still my profile picture today, lean right in. I'm smiling like a jackass eating barbed wire and they fire the picture and, um, we get done. The picture prints out. He's finishing up in there. He's walking by with three of his people. And I don't know why I thought I could call him Kiefer, but I did. I said, excuse me, Kiefer. He goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. What's up, Chris? And I said, I showed him the picture. And I said, I can't thank you enough. And he's like, no, I guess I can't thank you enough. And he goes, That's, that should have been the one that we should have signed. That one right there. I said, well, okay, yeah. I said, maybe I'll come back by and get it signed. He goes, he looks around and he walks over. He goes, you here all weekend? And I was like, yeah. And he said, well, why don't you come by on Sunday? He says, just come to the front of the line. I'll sign it. No big deal. And so I was like, okay, no problem. He looks at, at the guy, the main guy that watches his table, like, like I guess like a bodyguard or something. It wasn't a bodyguard, but like he was like watching the table. He looks over at him and he says, this is Chris. He goes, you see him walk up with this picture? You bring him to the front of the line and don't charge him. And I was like, kind of like Sean oh, shit. You know? <laughs> and so the very next day, like we walk up, we're standing in his line. And the guy that he told to let me go to the front of the line, <clears throat> standing right there, he's looking at me. I'm looking at him and he's like nodding and I'm nodding back and he's trying to like wave me up. And I'm like, it's all right. You know, he was doing me a solid man. I like, I'm not going to skip in front of people, you know? So 
I went up there and he's, he's like, there he is. You're back. You know, he was like so excited to see me so happy. And, you know, I was just like, Hey, I, I can't thank you enough for all this. And he was like, well, I actually, I have to thank you. And I said, thank me for what? And he says, for letting me play Jack one more time, even for just a split second <laughs> for that picture. And I went, Oh man, are you kidding? That's, I said, yes, that's going on my wall. You know, it's like, thank you, yeah. you know, but, uh, yeah, I mean, that was my experience with, with Kiefer. It was, it was great. And I said, well, I still want to get you a copy of this mask when I'm done. I'm going to finish it. I said, I just didn't want to bring you anything half-assed. I said, how do I get it to you? And I got his information. And so when it's done, I'm sending it. So there you go. That's, that's so fucking cool, man. Damn, that's awesome. Where can people? F- I didn't. I forgot to ask that on uh, part one. Where can individuals find you? I don't know my exact Facebook address, but I mean, you can find. It's pretty easy. Like if you're like anybody watching this is probably mutual friends. You can find me on Facebook. Yeah, pretty simple. Oh, um, I'm sure Web can help us out on that. Yeah, but I know I can. But on Instagram, I'm pretty active. Either, yeah, for sure. Either one word WMP masks, um, or the other account that I have when I had to have a backup is WMP underscore nineteen seventy eight. Because uh, there's no doubt uh, when you have someone like Christopher Webb who's been following you, who is a loyal customer, I should say. Yeah, and I know it's more than about that right here for sure. But let's mm. face it, Just, um, yeah. A f- we got a fan. Yeah, I'm a fan. We've, we've got listeners. <laughs> like when it comes to the, even the 24, Keith the Sutherland, you find those images on Facebook, of course, on Chris Moore and his personal. But we want to make sure. Yeah, plug, shameless plug, whatever you want to call. It. I don't care. You deserve to have. Where, where can I get a WMP at? Well, we're going to get that information in the description box. Oh. Naturally shared up on here on the screen. And of course, if, and I have said this, I can't say how many times I have said this. If you have any questions that you need to ask, not in the comment section here on YouTube, you need to get in touch with Mr. Morgan himself and he will answer all your questions when it comes to if there's something that you're interested in. I can't answer you, answer that question. Even Webb has 20 plus masks from WMP. You may live in Australia. I'm telling you right now, sorry, this is the world we live in. There's going to be a different price because of shipping. So, yes. I, there you go. You contact Mr. Christopher Webb. I'm sorry, the Christopher Morgan. Too many Christopher's going on here, and he will give you all the information <laughs> that you need. Please don't Morgan contact me. <laughs> yeah, don't call, and please don't contact Morgan and Wells. No, seriously. <laughs> contact. Contact White Mass Productions, and that gentleman will give you all the answers that you need to know about any prospects. We'll just leave it at that. I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm trying. And I put you. Uh, that was yeah. Well, that was that was uh, that was a whole mouthful right there. That was that was impressive. Um, man. Leave it to me to butcher the shit. Are we wrapping it up? Is that what we're doing? Because well, I imagine we have. 
I think I feel like we're just scratching the surface here. We are scratching the surface. I have so many surface. questions I want to ask this man, but well, we do have a lot of questions. But I, it's, I feel like I we just, could go on forever. But we don't own Morgan. He's a guest. I know, I know, I know. Well, how how about this? Not at all. How about this? When you when you order from him, I was going to say when you when you order from him, you don't own him either. Let that be known. <laughs> Um, how about this? How about um, we do a couple more questions and then we plan a different night and we'll just go we'll go into it a different night. Oh, I would love that. And I'm gonna leave Mr. C Webb, my good friend here, my co-host, my partner in crime. He deserves to ask you the rest of the questions. He does because oh, it's obvious. But before he does, thank you so much for joining us here. Oh, brother. Morgan. Pleasure is all mine, man. You don't have thank to thank me for a thing. This is I've been waiting to do this with you guys for a while. We've been nervous. You, you, you're, 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 you got to understand. You're, you're that. Okay, oh. you're, you're our Heath of Sutherland right now. Okay, I'm serious. <laughs> no, I'm not. No, I'm not. Uh, right. It's that's right. Yes, you are. No, you're 24. Standing me right in the face. No, no, that's an insult to 24. <laughs> We've been very- Dude, no. Please. Dude, I've been enamored with your work for so long. There we go. And then to get to know you as a person is like, I wish everybody out there in the in the mask hobby could have someone that they like come to terms with on a on, on a human level. You know, to find a mask maker that gives you like artwork that you appreciate and and it has morals and everything else. That's what I wish for everybody in this in this community. Because it means so much, like to find you and find a dude that I appreciate on a on a on a human level is like, it's it's huge for me. So I just want to thank you for that. Well, uh, you're a real I, dude. Part of me wants to say thank you, but uh, and you're welcome. But the other part of me wants to say that, um, once again, man, I'm I. I, this isn't negative by any means. This is just me being real because if anybody hears this that is on the other side, uh, this is a part of me where I'm going to just be real and, and, and just say it like it is because there's going to be a lot of people that probably know the story or even those people that are involved that know the story that are going to hear this and say, I can't believe he's saying that about Morgan and, let me tell you about this story. I'm going to save them the trouble and I'm just going to, I'm going to come clean here. This is an exclusive. I had a group of friends and Webb, you probably know who they are. I'm not going to name their names, but I was pretty tight with them. They rocked my, my swag, my masks, sung my praises for several years. I was pretty close with them, went to a couple cons with them. Um, I made some mistakes, yeah. guys. I'm not. I'm not going to lie. I um, when I started this thing, I, I said, you know, everybody's a piece of shit in their own way. Every human being is. Um, none of us are exempt from it. I had a group of friends that I loved, and yeah. you were on that live broadcast with a lot of them that night. And I'm no longer friends with them. And I got to yeah. say, it's it's my fault. Um, it's on me. This is, this is me. And I miss him dearly every day. I wish I could get that 
opportunity to make up for it. But sometimes when the biscuits come out of the can, you can't put them back in. I was going through a lot at, right. during that time. And, I, and I'm not using this as an excuse. I'm just trying to give this as a, some context. I was going through a lot and I got persuaded very easily with people that maybe I shouldn't have trusted. Let's just say that. And fair. You guys know if you've fair. ever been in this situation, if you've ever gone out with a with a friend, let's just say you and Scott are hanging out at a bar, there's gonna be bar talk. There's gonna be things that you say, especially if you have mutual friends that maybe get on your nerves with certain quirks that they have. You guys are gonna share that. If you add in a very bad time that you're going through, it may even come off as a little negative and a little hurtful and some things that you say you wish you can take back. We've all done it. We've all, nobody's, nobody's exempt. Even the people I'm talking about, they're not exempt either. But when it's somebody that you consider a friend that you hear has, has done it with, their frustration level with you, whatever the case may be, and they haven't talked to you about it yet. Um, it can come off quite hurtful. And I hurt, I hurt some of those people because I was angry at some of the things that was going on or that they were doing or that had been perceived. And some, sometimes it was over money uh, and money can piss people off very easily. Um, or it can be someone yes, sir. or it can be someone yes, that some someone is dating and that person that they're dating has disrespected them in some way and they're your friend and you start to talk very negatively about that person that hurt your friend. Now, let's just also sit, state this that the person running around playing telephone is not given the full context of the conversation that can make me look even worse. Um, Mm -hmm. did I say some of the things that was being reported? Yes, I did. I'm going to admit it. This is me being real. I'm giving you guys an exclusive here. And you know, I, I learned a very valuable lesson. And it goes back to the old school. If you don't have anything nice to say about somebody, just don't say it at all. And um, I lost four people that I considered friends. True. That want nothing to do with me. And it's, it's sad. I still love them. And I want nothing but the best for them. I had to learn a very horrible, hard lesson it's things I cannot take back that I wish I could. I really do. Um, all that it's helped me do is learn from it, try to become a better person for it, and try to pick up the pieces and help give advice to other people that may be struggling with that. And... Um, Sorry, like like the things that you said were very nice and it got me on this. And I just wanted to address that because it's something I've struggled with for, for a year. I miss him dearly. I miss him dearly. And 
I got nothing bad to say. You know what? I, I, I stepped in the dog shit when I, when I should have stepped around it or picked it up and bagged it, but I didn't, you know, and it's, you know, it's very easy to get caught up in that. Yeah. We're not, we're not looking from any exclusive from you or anything like that, but I appreciate you being, you know, transparent on it. Well, I have to be. My only wish is those people can see this and maybe you can rebuild from there. That would, that would be my hope for you. Me too. Cause I know you yeah. were really close with like really close with those people. I, this is the one time I was, I, you know, with a small channel, hopefully they're, they'll see this. Hopefully they'll hear this and you know, yeah. maybe. never know. Maybe. Okay, I know ahead. exactly who you're talking about. And, and, and I, I just, I wish you nothing but, the best on the on that man you de- you deserve that man well you deserve friendship and i think you're a real and down to earth guy and i appreciate you i appreciate you too man and it's like i i shared this with scott and i'm going to i'm going to share it on the air it's like i was going through that separation with those friends when you and I, Chris, were talking about Scott and I had to learn and practice, yeah. practice what I preached about, Hey, if you've got an issue with somebody, you talk to them. And Scott and I have always gotten along. I've always, I've always liked him, but I was being persuaded and from other people. But I told Scott the same thing yeah. I'm about to say is in talking to you. I trust you. And if what you were saying was good enough for you, why wouldn't, why shouldn't it be good enough for me? I should at least have a conversation with the guy because I'm over here going, why won't any of these people talk to me and get my side of it? But yet I'm not even willing to get Scott's side of it. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, you helped me kind of mend a fence with Scott. (laughs) You helped me mend a fence with Scott that, really wasn't broken it's just it's easy to get caught up in shit it really is and since i've gotten reestablished with scott i know this is going on but i'm i'm sorry it's just maybe it's a lesson for for everybody out there watching too it's like don't always listen to what other people say don't always go off of what is told and if you consider someone a friend, talk to them, get their side of it, you know, because 99.9% of every problem or resolution to a problem yes. is in the communication. And if you have a breakdown in communication, you're going to, no matter what you do, it's always going to be flawed. Yep. Yeah. I feel like there's the, there's, there's like my side, there's her side, and then there's the truth. There's always three sides to a story, you know? Yes and it's no. Just like, but it, gotta weed through it all. But if you always tell the truth, you don't have to remember the story. There's not a side. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Once again, guys, and, I'm not perfect. I I screwed up, but I'm but I'm man enough to stand here. Like I was, you know, I'm man here. I'm I'm man enough to stand here and 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 take any shots I deserve. You know, and that's fine. You know, but. 
at the end of the Dude, day. Dude, I at the end of the I day, screw up. I'm, yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. not on your level, but I screw up daily. You know who doesn't? If folks, I was just gonna say I'm not on your level with communications, but I, I screw up daily. Yeah. And for anybody out there who's watching or listening, hell, I I've been on YouTube long enough. And there's times I've decided, you know what? I've got an itch that I need to scratch. And I've even created another YouTube channel that I've called Scott the Midlife Loser. That title ought to say it right there. <laughs> no. I butcher shit every mm -hmm. fucking five minutes like a goldfish. I'm the king of misfits, of screwing things up all the time. We're human beings. We're, we're all humans. Yeah, we're, we're human yeah. beings. We're going to constantly. And if we don't screw it up the same way twice, we're going to find a new way to screw it up. You know, it's just, it's just what it is. You know? And I love the fact that I'm not perfect. It, it intrigues me to learn, hopefully, from my mistakes. I take it, I'm, 50, I'm 53 years old, and I'm still not taking my own advice. Learn from your mistakes. I try. I told someone sometimes I do. I told I told a friend recently that every single person is a is an expert on someone else's problem that isn't theirs. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. You better believe it. You nailed that one. Yeah. This is what you should do here now. And yeah. Yeah. But they can't do it in their own lives. Uh -huh. Oh yeah. And if 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 you watch enough of E. You'll, you know what we're talking about. Uh, guys, um, I know we could go. We could, could continue. And and I, I would love to continue this down the road. For sure. There's no doubt about it. I, it's getting late for all of us. And I, I, I just want to, I, I just, there's that, that little clock in my head saying, check in with everyone to make sure. But in all reality, um, thank both of you for <laughs> joining me here in my part of the man cave. Chris, I love Mr. C Web, your man cave. And of course, with our good friend. Yes, I know you're like, well, where the hell is he? Like I said, he's still enjoying his holidays, you know, up in the Hamptons right now. He's joining us via phone. Just trust me on this, okay? It's a story I'm sticking to. Right, Webb? Say yes. You know what? <laughs> yes. And I would like to thank you, Mr. Jack Mehoff, for share, sharing so much. You see why this works of, out so uh, good. Man, of everything, of, of the of the stories, of the uh, taking a, an introspective journey with us. I mean, I love that shit. I love the fact that men can actually just talk shit out you know being a lifeline to each other and i appreciate the, i appreciate the hell of it well I mean, that being said so, thank you for joining us next week as we there, I'm, I imagine there's so many people out in the world <laughs> there's so many people out in the world that feel the same way you do and and i appreciate it you're welcome thank you guys appreciate it and that being said, join us next week as Morgan joins us in the future as we all discover a cure for hippie simplex 10. <laughs> Guys, thank you so much for joining I'm me looking. here in the man cave. I cannot wait till we all get together again in maybe 2025. And for all of you fine folks out there that has been watching and listening, 
Remember to hit that fucking subscribe Fuck button, that. or I I'm won't have about to come like over next week. Oh, next week—that's good too. That's I'm just you know, it's because of what we're being sold. I mean, I'm already seeing shit for fucking Valentine's Day. Yeah. So I'm just thinking ahead, just thinking ahead. Mm. But so for all of you fine folks out there, please tickle that subscribe button. It'll make me feel jolly, and I know it'll make Mister C Webb out there even feel Fuck more. It. He needs heat, folks. Trust me, he needs heat. So Fuck someday, in about seven Fuck years, yeah. I, oh, yeah. Sorry, like that button. Chris and I want to thank you for listening or watching Meet Us in the Man Cave. Since you enjoyed watching us, make sure you want to tell all your friends about us. Subscribe today and click on that notification bell. It's going to be helping you being reminded when our next episode is uploaded or even possibly a live stream video. You can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and of course, YouTube. You can listen or download to Meet Us in the Man Cave on your favorite podcasting app, available to stream or download so you can listen to us all you want, whenever you want. For more information, go to meetusinthemancave.podbean.com. 